0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Cheeky Scientist News. I'm Isaiah Hanklin. Today we're talking about all things salary negotiation. What is happening to salaries going into the new year? Well, wages are starting to float down. They're still higher than they were a few years ago, but they are starting to float down. So you have to have a, a very visceral understanding of what's going on in the job market before you ask for a salary increase. Still, you should ask for a salary increase. In fact, it can be a very, very, very bad sign to an employer if you don't ask for that increase. So what do you do? Let's go over the basics first. There's a great article out in Forbes by Kwame Christian, Demystifying Salary Negotiations, Build Competence, and Earn More. It's going to cover the basics here, okay? Point number one, and you're going to see this a lot of these points mirrored in another article from the Harvard Business Review that just came out too. I'm going to cover that next. So you want to know your marketplace value. You have to do deep research. Not just salary.com, but ideally talking to a couple of people working at similar companies with the same job title to see what their salaries are. Ideally, you talk to people at companies you're not interviewing at or don't want to get hired at to try to get an understanding. You can go to message boards, too. You can go to apps like Blind, but try to get a real on-the-ground understanding of what the range is for that role at that specific company in that specific location, right? Be as context-specific as possible. And use that to create both a walkaway number and an ideal number. Uh, I work with PhDs all the time. They can't tell the difference between the two, right? We have this ideal, and we think that's our walkaway number, but it's not, right? I've talked to many, many PhDs who said, well, if I get less than $120,000, right, that's, that's my walkaway number. And I go, so if you get offered less than 120 for this job you're interviewing at right now, you're gonna walk away? Well, no, I, need, I really need the job, but how, how do I get it to 120? 120. Well, it's not your walk away number, unless you're willing to walk away. You're just, that's your ideal number. So you have to have a walk away number because if you don't have a walk away number, you're not negotiating, you're begging. That's all part of knowing your marketplace value. You have to know your audience. I love this. Most of us treat all employers the same. You shouldn't. Here it talks about understanding the audience's style. So is it a recruiter or a hiring manager? Is it a third party recruiter external from the company or do they work internally for the company? Are they more empathetic or more logically inclined? Right? you got to make sure that you understand the way that they're communicating and try to match that when you're talking about how you're going to add value to the company. If they're more logically inclined, talk about what you're going to do in terms of dollars and cents and really stick to that. But if they're talking a lot about people and the team and the culture, talk about the benefits you're going to add in that direction. Fair versus reasonable. Almost really almost verbatim is in this Harvard Business Review article. And I think this is important because a lot of people are trying to appeal to fairness. It says don't appeal to fairness. No matter what a company puts out publicly, they're looking for somebody who's going to add the biggest benefit to the company. They don't care what's fair. They don't care if it's fair to pay you more, fair to pay you less. If you make that kind of appeal, they might smile and nod, but they're not going to give you a higher salary because of it. You got to talk about the value you're going to add and what's reasonable. That's, a better, that's better language. What's reasonable. Now, in the Harvard Business uh, Review article, this is by Rebecca Knight, it's titled, How to Negotiate Your Salary in the Age of Pay Transparency Laws. So you've probably noticed a lot more job postings are listing the range, but not all of them. Depends on the state, depends on certain local laws, whether they have to do that or not. But there is a lot more transparency, so you can find this information online a lot faster in terms of, again, what people are being paid at that company, usually in that location, much more specifically than you were able to do it before. And it talks about appreciating this newfound power. So you've got to do your research, really dig in to know those numbers. Then it talks about stating your case. You have to build a very strong case to what you're going to bring to that company immediately while also telling them that you're going to be there in the long term. Certainly show them that it's a strong possibility. A lot of us just entertain the worst case scenario. Well, what if I don't know if I'm going to be there forever? Well, you don't tell them that. You're just entertaining the worst case scenario. What about the best case scenario? What about the scenario where they give you a huge... Salary bump every year and more responsibilities. That's also possible. Don't be so negative, right? So you have to tell them that you can see yourself there in the long term. But talk about things you could add right away, right? How are you gonna help them generate revenue, cut costs, attract talent, enter new markets, bring the team together, higher performance, higher productivity? If you don't have an argument like that, you're gonna struggle during salary negotiations. I don't care if you're getting into an R&D position. How are you gonna help them make money? How are you going to help them cut costs? What about what you're going to do is going to bring the team together to make them more high-performing, more productive? If you can't answer those questions, you don't have a leg to stand on when you're negotiating. So try to, try to draw a direct line to that. Don't focus on fairness, but rather mutual interests. Again, this is a, a, a big topic right now. A lot of people are trying to appeal to what's fair. Don't do that. What are the mutual interests? You've got to appeal to their self-interest. In a negotiation, what are you going to give to them? How are you going to give them more? You can't just say, I need more money, more salary. But why? What's the rationale? Just saying that people get paid more, you found good references online that people are getting paid more, that city's more expensive, that's not good enough either. Appeal to their interests. Say, well, you know, I have these skills. I'm going to be able to hit the ground running. I know I can add these benefits we talked about during the interview right away. And I'm committed. I'm going to be here longer. You're my top choice for XYZ reasons. Three trap questions in salary negotiation. You have to study the traps. I love looking at the kind of gotcha questions or responses or the way that they can frame things because negotiation is kind of a game and you got to play the game. If you don't play the game, you can sneer at it, you can smirk at it all you want, think you're above it or you're just hesitant to do it, maybe scared of it. You're going to be working for someone else who's not and they might be, have less education than you, less skills than you, but because you're not willing to negotiate, you're not willing to make a deal to sell yourself, you're going to forever be under those who are. You're never gonna reach your fullest potential. You gotta get uncomfortable and do this. And you gotta be prepared for these traps. So what are your salary requirements? That's the first trap. They're gonna ask that right away. Don't give the first number, right? If it's too high, you're gonna scare them off. It's too early. There's no emotional investment, no relationship investment. Next trap question. How much do you make in your current position? Both of these are trying to get you to say numbers first. Avoid saying numbers first. A lot of the other articles we're gonna talk about say the exact same thing. You wanna get them to say the number first. Even even if they press you 13 times, and they will because they're comfortable doing this. Many employers who work in HR, they're hiring managers, they do this full time, they'll have 10 interviews a day. Essentially 10 negotiations a day. You might do it 10 times in your entire life. So never think you're gonna beat them. You don't wanna have that kind of win-lose approach anyway. But defer to them. There's an age-old adage for negotiation, playing smart is dumb and playing dumb is smart. I really defer to you. Whatever you think is reasonable for, the, for this role, this is my first position, All right? So the more, the more uh, naivete that you can uh, project to them, the better, so make sure that you're doing that during negotiations and try to get them to say the first salary offer, uh, the, the third trap. We are considering offering you a salary package of 100,000, how does that sound? Don't agree to them, that's a verbal negotiation, right? You could, apply, uh, you could reply with, I appreciate the offer and would love to join your organization, However, I was hoping for an offer that's a little bit higher. Um, Maybe we can come back to that later. Or I'm not really interested in salary right now. I'm more concerned about the team I'm going to be working with and the skills I'm going to be gaining. That's how you can, again, deflect it, defer it, put it off until they can invest more in you as a job candidate. That's the key. Six useful salary negotiation tips you must know from the 300 hours. Uh, This is an online career advice platform that I do like. The first is it's not you versus them, right? I've allu- I alluded to this previously. It's not win-lose, it's win-win. You're going to be working with these people. You can't go for the jugular, but at the same time, you got to make it a win for you too. It's not win-lose where you're the loser either. you got to make it win-win, right? So you got to see it as a, as a discussion. This will take the edge off. See it as, as a friendly, a little assertive, but friendly conversation. You're, you're discussing possibilities. Have, be open. Not closed off in tense. Whoever gets tense in a negotiation loses, right? You want to do thorough research on LinkedIn jobs, right, to find similar roles on LinkedIn. A lot of salary data is available on LinkedIn now, too. Never be the first to name a number. Be ready to discuss more than money. A lot of us get really locked in on salary, and we're kind of taken aback when they start talking about other things like compensation, uh, the overall compensation package, some perks, you know, maybe a car, maybe a big signing bonus, You want to stay salary focused for sure, but recognize that it's not just salary. There's other things in play and you got to negotiate those in the right order. Salary first, then signing bonus. Relocation allowance, by the way, should be one of the last things you negotiate because they take that out of a different fund. Stay silent momentarily. When being made an offer, don't feel compelled to answer right away, right? This is really important. Uh, If they bring up a salary and you say, is there any room to bump that up? and they don't talk for a while. Employers will do this a lot. Don't rush in and say, well, it's probably okay. No, just stay silent until they come back. They'll test you in many cases just to see how, how committed you are to getting a higher salary, how much you actually believe in yourself. Salary negotiation, top mistakes to avoid. This is indeed very new. And uh, I, like, I like the different article, uh, the different mistakes in this article. Being the first to disclose a specific dollar amount. We've talked about that several times. Uh, Number two, waiting until the final step to negotiate or to discuss compensation. you got to find a way to bring up numbers. At least bring up, I love this, house prices. House prices usually are higher than the salaries you're going to get paid. So especially if it's a a new location, talk about what the house prices are there. Maybe talk about what the cost of living is there. Talk about the things that that are going to push and give you leverage to, to ask for a higher number later. Um, scripts, when it comes to negotiation, you have to know how to say things in a relaxed way. And just the, the right turn of phrase can make negotiation a lot less scary. So I love the scripts in this article. It's salary negotiation scripts to use. It's an article in a newsletter called Salary Transparent Street. Right? 60% of people still do not negotiate. I think it's even higher for PhDs. So when you're negotiating, there's certain things that you can say that can make everything a lot easier. This is a, a very long article, lots of great scripts. I highly recommend reading it, um, right? So if you get an offer, a great script to use is, this is great news. Thank you so much for the offer. It's great to meet you. I'm excited to join the, ch- the team, Before, right? That's called selling into the, into the close, by the way. Before I can accept, can you please email me the complete offer and compensation package with both the salary and benefit information? So if they try to make a verbal offer to you, Say, we're really excited to hire you, we wanna give you this amount, Um, let us know what you think. That's a verbal offer, until it's on paper, you have no leverage. So to get it on paper, say the script again, right? I'm excited, thank you so much, I know I'm a great fit, before I can accept, can you please email me the complete offer and compensation package with both the salary and benefit information? I like to add on so I can review it at home. That's appealing to a higher authority, it gives you some time, usually they should give you two to three days. One day is not uncommon, so don't freak out if you only get one day, you're not gonna have a ton of time to review the offer. As far as the script structure, it says start by expressing excitement. That's excelling into the close. Share something positive about the interview process, the benefits you're gonna bring to the company. Right, again, sell into the close even more. Then say there's a few things you wanna discuss. Right, mention possibilities of bumping the compensation package up. Right, and then end with something positive too. It's that sandwich technique that you wanna use. Um, Some additional scripts they have here is you can say things like it's not within the market rate or really what a competitive rate for me and my peers? Is your budget flexible? Another open-ended question. I love that as well. I've done the market research and I have an expected range in mind. It's still a little bit too early in the interview process for me to gauge the full scope of the position. Would you, would you mind sharing, me, sharing with me the budget you have for the role? You can just ask them what's the budget for the role or can we come back to this later? That's another script for again deferring. If the salary is too low, thank you so much. Again, selling into the close, That's wonderful news. Before accepting, I'd like to discuss the salary as it's, it's much lower than the current competitive market rate. That, in a way, that's appealing to a higher authority too. You're not saying it's much lower than what I want, it's much lower than the current competitive market rate, and then you want to have research to back that up, of course. Uh, when providing a desired salary prematurely, that's too low. Thank you for considering my initial desired salary. I really appreciate it. However, as we have progressed further in the interview process and have learned the full scope of the position, I see additional requirements that are not we're not explicitly stated in the job posting. Give an example or two. Considering these changes, I would feel most comfortable accept, accepting a salary between X and Y. Great script if you agreed to a lower salary early in the process. A lot of us have made this mistake. You can come back from it. Right? When leveraging job offers from other companies. This is a bit longer, but thank you. This is great news. I love meeting the team. Before accepting, I'd like to discuss the salary as it's much lower than my market rate. right? I'm considering my options. Right, You can indicate whether you have a competitive offer or not. If you, have, if you do have one, I think indicating it, never give their name, though, is a positive. Based on their offer, my skills, experience, results, and the market salary for this position, I'd be eager to accept a salary of X, right, or give a range, um, and I know I can bring these benefits to your company right away. You've got to get your hands on these scripts. You've got to start studying scripts. It's going to help you with your negotiation. Make sure you're not giving the first number when you negotiate. If you did give a number already, you can come back for that from that. Just make sure you give them good rationale about how the, the scope of the position has expanded. Make sure you're deferring, deflecting. If you get pushed really hard, you can always agree generally. And then again, once you have the offer on paper, come back to discussing the scope now that you've seen it on paper to increase that salary. Always be willing to ask open-ended questions. Always keep it conversational, positive, don't get tensed, and always sell yourself into the close. This takes us to the end of today's news show. As always, stay current, stay informed, and keep advancing your career.